Shall we begin? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Differential FPL Podcast. It's been about a month now since we had an FPL podcast, and um, I mean, the World Cup has has obviously been great. It's 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 been a great occasion. The final was crazy. But before I go into that, and obviously what we have today on the podcast, um, I like to bring in my co-host Shola, aka Nosy. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. What's good? Man, I am good and I am gravy. I just, um, I really enjoyed the World Cup. I felt they had a lot of stuff to it. So it was a good way to fill the the hole of no Premier League football for for, uh, for a whole month. How did you see it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, in my opinion, I think it's the best World Cup I've watched. Yeah? Yeah. I- I can't argue. It had everything. And it had like a mesmerizing um, final as well. Mm-hmm. So I can't really argue with that, to be honest. I was, I loved every minute of it. So, but as usual, I'm, I'm glad. I won't say I'm glad it's over, but I'm glad to be back talking about FPL, you know, and everything that's good about it. So before we um, dive deep into, you know, um, um, into our teams and players we're looking at. Just want to give some bits of information about what is coming up. So, for example, I wanted to talk a little bit, just give some information on, like, the teams that have doubles. So, if I'm not mistaken, the teams that have doubles are um, United, um, Arsenal, Man City, Chelsea, and Tottenham Hotspur, right? I believe that is correct. Okay, yeah. Sorry, there's one more. Um, Fulham as well. Fulham, yes. Fulham as well have a double up coming coming up as well. Um, do you remember when those double ups are are, are coming in? Um. Well, for Fulham, Fulham has the first one in game week nineteen. Okay. Uh, Wait, is that Fulham or Chelsea? Yeah, Fulham and Chelsea, right? Fulham and Chelsea. Yes, they have doubles on. Game week 19, then game week 20, City and Tottenham have their doubles. Yeah. Then game week um 22. No. No, it's game week 23. 23, Arsenal and Man City have their doubles again. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, oh no, doesn't Matt doesn't Man City have, have two doubles? Two doubles? Yeah, I mentioned Man City twice. Okay, yeah, they have two doubles, which you know, which obviously is like a is, is a big deal because everyone already has like a lot of Man City players. So now that they have a double, it's gonna be even it's even gonna be crazy as well. And then um, just as well, looking at some of the players that have come in injured in this um, that have come back injured. I think the only noticeable injury is um, Gabriel Jesus, correct? Uh well also apparently Diego Dalo came back injured but I don't know how we don't know how bad it is. Yeah, no one cares about Dalo, bro. Yeah, we can we, we care about Dalo. Yeah, you know what? We'll talk about him, but to be, I'm just joking. But yeah, definitely, I, I I can understand. I can I can understand that. Like you know, um, Dalo. So Dalo is injured, 
And with United missing what? You guys are still missing Fernandez, sorry, Martinez and Varane. Yeah, those are those are the only two players that are not going to be available for um is it game week 18 that we're going into now, or is it 17? Whichever one, game whichever week game 17. Week, yeah, whichever game week we're resuming with now. Yeah, yeah. Varane and Martinez are not going to be available, yet, but everybody else, everybody else that didn't make the semifinals, which are obviously everybody else except those two are available. So yeah. I know the English players are back in training, the Brazilian players are back in training. The Portuguese players are back in training. Okay. So. Yeah, that's good. So it seemed like, even though the World Cup was like right smack dab in the middle of this um, season, a lot of, we didn't get have a lot of injuries in the World Cup. Thank we had a lot, we had a lot at the start. No, not at the start, just before the World Cup. We did have quite a few injuries. But since the World Cup started, we didn't get like so many injuries, at least to Premier League players that are going to, that you know, that, that you look to um, that you look to buy. I mean, Richarlison also is injured. Apparently, he might be out with you know with an injury for five to six weeks. So Ooh. that's 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 a yeah. I mean, he's not like a big FPL, you know, whatever. But he does enable um, Spurs attack. So obviously, a lot of people might be interested in like Kane. So and uh, what's it called? Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky. There you go. So. Um, yeah, so that's just a little bit of information before we start talking about, you know, about other you know stuff and what how we're looking going forward. So going forward, um, what I wanted us to do as well was just talk a little bit about the best attacking, the best attacking, the best defending teams from this first start of the um, campaign, and we will use that to target um, teams that um, people should pretty much try and um, um, look to for um for players that you know will provide points um moving forward so i mean first off you know um teams with the most shots obviously man city and they have a double coming up i mean how many man city players are you are, are you planning on owning right now i have three you have three so i, I who, who are the three you, you have currently um i have um foden cancelo and holland Okay. I'm likely gonna move Foden on though. I don't, I don't want to go start the game with him. Uh, Why? I think I, I think I like other players in that price point. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I like Rusevsky. I like Madison. So you know, I don't want to go balls deep into Madison. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I could definitely, I could definitely understand that. I mean, looking at uh, the. The, the different players that you might have, I think the biggest question with Bad City right now is, is whether or not you go with uh, Salah or or KDB, right? Uh, sorry, well, not with Bad City, but like, sorry, you go with uh, KDB or Foden in midfield because with two doubles coming up, you definitely want to have three, right? I mean, you don't want to, you, you don't have to start with three, but eventually you're going to get like three, right? Yeah, you're going to have threes, Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, I'm going to have three for the doubles. I mean, yeah, so are you saying that like, are, Yeah, I go mean, on. My plan right now is that I'm starting I'm starting the season with Salah. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time for the doubles, I might wiggle my way around to somehow fit KDB in. Or I might just do a straight swap. I don't know yet. 
Both yeah, songs. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to find a way of how I'm going to have both in your team. In my team. So it might mean oh. sacrificing Darwin for that to happen. I don't know yet. But um, but yeah, I'm starting, I want to start the season with Darwin and Salah. Okay. All right. So um, so just some quick, some quick starts, you know, because we got sidetracked a little bit. And we are gonna delve deeper into the players anyway. But uh some quick starts. Uh, Mad City, most shots in the in the league this season. Funny enough, they're not the, the team with the most shots in the box. The team with the most shots in the box is Liverpool with 183 shots. But they are the team with the most big chances. I mean, it's quite clear, Mad City. We don't even need to go too much into that. See, um, Liverpool are second best with, most, with the most shots. But even with all those shots and all the shots in the box, they only have 28 goals to Man City's 40. I mean, obviously, there's a big um, Haaland-sized hole in, in, you know, there. But um, it's just good to know that, note that as well. Um, Arsenal, 222 shots with 155 in the box, but and um, 39 big chances created. With Jesus um, leaving, we don't know how how well they're going to continue that. Um, Spurs as well, 221 shots, 158 in the box, 35 big chances. And then Newcastle also rank high. So, I mean, of those five teams there are a lot of attacking talent that that you know people can pick from and there are a lot of there there are quite a few of them that you know there are some differentials in there as well if people want to pick from there so if you if you if you're going for like for your attack and your midfield those are probably the teams that you should look at though arsenal you might not even like really there's a small chance that like i won't say there's a small chance but there's a there's a good chance that arsenal do not are not as attacking as they were before Jesus, or they don't create as many chances in the box it's seen and stuff like that. But their options are their options are so nice and cheap that you know you can go with one of them and not feel too bad. Um in, in the first part of the season, the best strikers were Haaland, obviously 18, Kane 12, Tony McBeddy uh with 10, um Mitrovic with nine and uh Firmino with seven goals. I mean Kane has taken more shots than Haaland with 55 shots. Um, Haaland, 52. Uh, actually, most shots this season is Mitrovic with 56. So with that double coming up, he's definitely one that a lot of people would, will will, um, will be looking at there. And then um, obviously Firmino, um, 33. Not as many shots, but he's getting a lot of... Um, he got most of his goals against Bournemouth, right? I think that was the goal, game where he scored four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. He scored like four against them. So since then, yeah, only... that was the game they won nine 0 right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that game obviously got him, you know, put him higher. But you know, you have to watch that. Um, midfielders most goals in midfield: Rodrigo, followed by Almiron. Rodrigo with nine, followed by Almiron with eight. Trossard with seven. Madison with seven. Foden with seven. Odegaard with six. So Odegaard is actually ranks quite high for midfielders with goals. Um, shots, Odegaard has taken 30. So it's not that bad. I mean, Rodrigo has 39. Um, I think Salah, you know, just since we're talking about midfielders now, um, Salah right now, he's taking, um, where is he? Oh, there he is. He's taking 50 shots. So he's beating a lot of people for the amount of shots taken. But, you know, his goals tally is just, what, six? So even he's, he's pretty much just on Odegaard level of goal scored. But he is Salah. And, you know, you do expect Liverpool to bang a little bit more. Now, as it looked like before 
the season went on, hiatus, they looked like they were they were getting things, they were beginning to understand their attack a little bit more. So let's delve a little bit more into this attacking stats and these teams and see which options are really good. So, I mean, first option I guess I want to talk about is um, the City option. Everybody knows Haaland is sure, right? The question now becomes KDB or Salah. Now, both of them, is there, why do you think, why would you go for Salah more? Why would you go for Salah instead of KDB? If KDB is, 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 has a better... But he's supplying Haaland. Is it just because of the goals? Well, okay. First things first. Salah is on, out of the two of them didn't go to the World Cup. That yeah. one. So he's mm-hmm. had five weeks to be fully rested. Like I feel like Salah is gonna come out raring. He he should be raring to go. Mm-hmm. That's why I think Salah is gonna come out raring to go. KDB just had a terrible World Cup. Um, then Salah has penalties. He's on penalty duty. Yeah. Like that for me is always big. Like I always try, anytime I'm picking players, I'm always looking for as many penalty takers as, as I can to fit in my team. Mm-hmm. So Salah is on penalties as well. So I think, you know, even though the first half of the season, yeah, you know, Salah Despite Salah having what it is, Salah has been pretty underwhelming first half of the season. Of course. Despite scoring six, he scored only six goals, which usually would have expected him to be in double digits by now. But, you know, I think Salah has proven year on year on year that he's a top FPL asset. You know, so even he's had, even despite his underwhelming season, he's had about four double digits returns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so Salah is that kind of player that he can just, you know, he can just turn up with a hat trick when you're not expecting it. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is true. I, I think about, I mean, Salah has always been a great FPL asset. I like you're, you're actually correct. It, when, when it comes to Peds as well, the fact that Salah is on Peds makes him very, quite irresistible. But the difference between him and KDB, because even though KDB is mostly on the assist side, right, and KDB has three double-digit scores this season, right, so it's not like, you know, KDB is lagging behind, and he does have more points, but um, it's it seems more like Man City's attack, Man City's attack is more sure than Liverpool's attack. Do you get what I mean? Like, they seem to convert a lot more than Liverpool convert, right? And uh-huh. And even though KDB is only getting those assist points, the person that is assisted for is is a uh, Haaland. So when I actually looked at the numbers and I and I looked at it a lot, I'm like, you know what? There's not a lot of difference between KDB and Salah. There's I mean, not. If you put if you put both of them together from now to the end of the season, barring any like injuries, at the end of the season, most likely. They will be maybe like ten or twenty points apart, right? Most yeah, seasons, I mean, yeah, yeah. Most most right seasons. now they're eight points apart. KDB yeah. scored Salah by just eight points. Yeah, so it's not like as if KDB is like outscoring. Sorry, it's not like as if both of them their points tally is just so 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 different, right? So I I felt like look, it's not about picking KDB or Salah. I think it's about what picking either of them does 
to the rest of your season, right? Like, okay, so, sorry, not to the rest of your season, to the rest of your team. So just a quick look here. Last season, KDB ended up with like 196 points. And Salah ended up with, da, 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 da. hold on one second. Let me see if I can find it. And Salah ended up with, oh, Salah, Salah, Salah has, uh, outscored him like a bitch last season. Salah ended up with 265, right? Go. There you go. So, so, so that there's quite a big difference there. So maybe it's just this season that's a bit different. But on a regular basis, Salah like regularly outscores KDB. Like the only season that KDB came close was 2019-2020, where KDB had uh 250 points, right? And Salah had how many points did he have that season? He had 233. But pretty much every season before that, but after that. Pretty much almost every season, he, he, he flaws KDB by like a good 30, 60 points. So maybe I need to like readdress what I'm thinking about how either of them fit. But one of the things about Salah this season that is different is that Salah is not the go-to captain anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Salah is not the go-to captain anymore, which means that on every given, on any given week, all you are looking for, like, the difference between both of them, it, 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 it won't be as much as it was. Like, what it does to your team, rank, or whatever it is, will not be so different. Because let's say this game week that is starting right now, um, game week 17, you have Salah, I have KDB, right? Even if Salah goes off and he scores, what, 10, 10 to 15 points, right? And... And um, Haaland, sorry, I said Haaland. And KDB scores, got only one, one assist. More often, most likely, you are not going to captain Salah. You are most likely going to captain Haaland. Yeah. A lot of people are going to captain Haaland. So because of that, those double points means that it hurts a little bit less to not have him this season. His, his, his um, ownership as well has, you know, has dropped unlike other seasons. Right now, he's on 32%. And KDB is actually, is actually more owned than him at the moment, you know. So it's it's something to consider. You're on Salah. I am currently on KDB. The thing about it is I think what 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 gets it for me and the reason why I'm on KDB right now is because of the doubles coming up. You know, I would rather have KDB in the double than have Foden. Of right? course. Yeah, because if you remember before the end of um, the season, Foden wasn't in the squad all the time. Right, so this is what this is where I was trying to get to. The fact that you have KDB or Salah, while those two positions might not affect either player, might not affect your ranking too much. What it does to the rest of your team, that's where it really like that's that's the that's where you really see the effect. So now you have Salah, you can go for Foden, but you are not even thinking of getting Foden because you don't trust him. There was a time when Foden was banging and everybody was trusting it. But I don't trust Foden anymore because there are other people around his um, price points that are actually good. And that's a good way to actually talk about midfielders and what midfielders are are really turning up or you see having in your squad. So, um, obviously, you're going to keep Almiron, correct? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, you're going to keep Almiron. That's good. So, I mean, which other midfielders are you considering at the moment? Um... 
in terms of midfield, I'm looking at Kulusevsky. Kulusevsky, Bruno Fernandez, and James Madison. Kulusevsky, Bruno Fernandez, and James Madison. And and uh, a very good one there. That's uh, Bruno Fernandez with Ronaldo leaving, right? That's why you are you are really yes. looking at him. Yeah. Yep. I feel like with Ronaldo leaving, he's going to become the attack of Man United again. And we might have a situation whereby he gets back to those pre-Ronaldo kind of starts, right? He also has a good starting. Uh, what's it called? The next few games are really good for him. As United face, uh, what are you guys facing again? You're facing, you're facing. Nottingham Forest, you're facing Wolves, and you're facing Bournemouth. Right yeah. now, I am on Madison because we were, Madison has always proved that at eight point, Madison at eight point zero is probably the best scoring guy at that point. At yeah. that eight point zero, yeah, at that price point, he starts regularly. His Leicester City's main man, everything flows to set pieces like he does everything. He does everything. He loves to score a goal. My only issue with Madison right now is that we're not sure of his fitness ability at the moment because I don't think he's fit yet. Even though Roger said they are easing him in. They had a, they had a, uh, they had a, what's it called? A traded, sorry, a, a friendly at a Cali Cup match recently. And for both games, he, did, he didn't play at all. He wasn't even on the bench. Hmm. He wasn't even on the bench. So, yeah, I have just a, like yesterday too, he wasn't on the bench for Leicester. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Good. Yeah, that was the Colin Cup. Well, the Colin Capital One. What was it called these days? Carabao Cup. Carabao Cup, yeah. So I, I thought I, because of that, I, I'm rethinking my bad decision because I don't want to start off with a player that is not starting currently. Yeah, true. I was so bad about it that I actually have the funds to go and get, uh, what's his name, uh, Fernandez. I have the force to go again for that. And guess what? Fernandez is a pen. He's a pen again. So yep. I have, Fernandez I currently have, yeah, I currently have, uh, what's his name? Rashford. But with Madison's injury, I might have the force to do Fernandez, sorry, Rashford to Fernandez. If Madison, if I'm still not sure about Madison. And obviously, it will most likely be for like the first few weeks. Because obviously, United have Nottingham Forest at home, then they have Wolves away, and then they have Bournemouth at home. And then after that run, I can rethink it and see if that if that worked out or not. Yeah, other ways to just keep what I have and see the fitness of Madison, see whether Madison comes back fit or not. But that's also a good way to have a good penalty taker added to your team. He's at 9.8, which is a weird price point. Because you you also want to go for guys that are like it, you know. But if Bruno Fernandez comes back at the form he was at pre-Ronaldo, you know, you might want to get him early before everyone jumps on him, you know. I guess it's a good, like, differential, you know, to say there. Um, moving on a little bit, um, you don't you don't consider... Did you say you considered any of the Arsenal guys, you know, Martinelli or, or, Rash, or Odegaard? Oh, of course. Oh, they got a master. How could I forget this? Definitely. Yeah. Um, especially, um, especially, um, obviously, I so feel what, like, yeah, go on. I feel like Odegaard is the creative force behind mm-hmm. Arsenal. Like, everything goes through him. Especially but now that Jesus is out, you know, I think, you know, a lot of the creative, I mean, 
the creativity has always come from Bodyguard, but like, how do I put this? You know, I I think I expect them to play further forward. Let me put it mm-hmm. like that. that Jesus, because you know, Jesus dropped deep a lot, but now that Jesus is not there, I think you just see Odegaard linking more with the striker. Like I think I think um Inketia is the one that's going to benefit the most. Okay. Odegaard playing next to him. All right. The thing about Inketia is that I feel like Inketia is a wait and see, and he's also priced at like seven, which to be honest doesn't seem that. I thought it was six. Like, Ketia, okay. Ketia is like <laughs> Ketia is expensive. I don't know why they raised this raised this price like that. It's very ridiculous. I think I saw no, that. Video. Oh no, he's six point five. Sorry. Well, he's yeah, he started the season at seven. Oh, he started at, at seven. At seven. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's why that's why I thought it was seven because I'm like so people bought him and then he reduced or what? Ah, who was buying it then? I don't think he started at seven though. He started at seven. I know you said I was stupid price because when I looked at it, I began to say, like, why is this guy priced so high? <laughs> look at his price history. Yeah. His price wow. history started at seven, then went to 6.9, 6.8, 6.7, 6.6. Damn. He's been 6.5 since game week 11. Okay. I mean, 6.5 sounds a little bit better, but for 6.5, you could probably, with just three more, you could get Mitrovic, who has a double. Yeah, you, you could get, get Solake. I mean, I'm not vouching for Solake, but you know, Tony is just like Solake cheaper. Yeah, Solake is even cheaper. Yeah. Solake is cheaper. And uh, just looking at it again, there are other players like uh, Tony. Obviously, no, before we go to uh, strikers, let's finish up on on midfield here before we before I move to strikers. So uh, I was also thinking of Diaz for Liverpool, but obviously he got injured, so yeah. that's not going to work. Um, Albiron. I think Abroad is, is priced so nicely. 5.8 is easy to get to if you haven't got to him already. Oh, yeah. um, I, got, I got him at like 5.2. Yeah, there you go. And he's done pretty well. You got him at the right time because that yeah. was when he now, towards the end of the season, was when he picked up pace and he started getting better and better. And, you know, but, you know, some of his goals have been belters. You know, I had to like quickly check the stats to just see, you know, ah. Uh, are his uh his uh goals and assists and all of that are they are they, is he is he overplayed his xg or is his xg good i mean tot- when it comes to midfielders pretty when it comes to midfielders for midfielders total shots of midfielders he has 37 13 of them are in the box right and the best is salah with 50 and 20 right the second best is rodrigo with 39 and 14 Third breast is Madison with 39 at 13. You understand? So at his price, he's he's getting a lot of shots in the box. And Newcastle are one of those teams that didn't have so many players at the World Cup. And even the players that they had didn't get a lot of game time. I mean, Trippier yeah. played like what? Maybe like two or three games at best. Bruno, Bruno yeah, for he Brazil. He didn't play. He didn't, I think he played like one he came game. came off the bench a few times. Yeah, but like so, there's nothing that team will be well refreshed and ready to go. So it's yeah, good to I mean, take um, advantage of them. To be fair, they did um yesterday against Bournemouth. Yeah, in the Carabao Cup, they literally played their full eleven except yeah, except yeah, and they kept the cliches, right? Yeah, they won one nil. Yeah, so I mean, looking at their team, their defense is also is a very good um um defense to go for. 
where we're looking for uh, probably the only defense I'm thinking considering double up in. I think that I think this is actually the period of time in the season where it double up. Double up is good. Yep, it's good because we have enough data in the bank to, to where you can see okay, what is going on with these teams? Who has the best defensive record? Who has the best attacking record? And you can see where you can double up or you can you know you can tr- you triple up if you are if you are being adventurous, you get. So um uh, yeah, so that's good. Uh, there are other, I mean, which other guys in midfield do you want to uh to, to talk about? I mean, there's Adrias. Adrias has a double game week and he's on pens like Mitrovic. Apparently, Mitrovic is one yellow card away from from his suspension. Uh, only on pens, Mitrovic is not on the pitch. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. You know, uh, if Mitrovic is not on the pitch, he's on pens, so he's one that you should look at. Another person that ranks highly right now is Rodrigo. He's obviously taking a lot of shots, and with Patrick Bamford injured, it means that he's still going to get games. He's a good differential if you are if you are not um, convinced that the um, that Arsenal players will uh, will continue to be very attacking, and you just want to have somebody else just to wait and see what happens with Jesus, because that's what I'm kind of leaning towards. I'm leaning towards waiting to see the way Arsenal perform before I decide to pick one of their their players. Uh, looking through. Um, the list that me I have here because I have a list here of like midfielders that have been doing well. Um, yeah, Kolisevsky. Now, um, I've, I've I've noticed a lot of people talk about Kolisevsky and Mounts, for example. Like, why? What is your own thinking on Kolisevsky? Well, with when anytime he was at least you see me, I'm more of an eye test guy rather. Yeah, I I combined the two. Mm-hmm. But with Kulusevsky and the team, Spurs have looked much better. They've looked much better as a, attacking, attacking wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they do have a double. Like, yeah, exactly. And they have a double as well. So, like, when Kulusevsky was out of the team, it's like they were missing something. But mm-hmm. when he came back from injury, mm-hmm. like, you could see, like, there was, it's, it was like there was something missing that he just filled that hole. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I have I, I I agree with that. I think Kulusevski is always a good. I mean, when he came um, in in the Premier League, right? He 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 completely changed their season around, didn't he? Um, he has only played nine games this season, right? He has only featured in nine games, and he already has five assists and I think two goals, if I'm not mistaken, one or two goals, if I'm not mistaken. You know, now that he's fully fit, he didn't go to the World Cup. You know, he has been at home. You know, just wearing his boots, biding his time, waiting, waiting for the opportunity to blow out. I think he could make a very, very good differential as well. And when instead of getting someone like Kane, who is vastly more expensive, right? So, um, yeah, Kulusevski is one that um, that definitely I would look at if if I was considering um, bringing in any Spurs players at all. But uh, instead of Son, who this season has actually failed quite miser- miserably. So there's nothing you can do about you know I wouldn't go to Son. It's too it's too expensive. Has failed. I won't go there. Um, looking at uh, Mount, um, what do you think about Mount? He has two good fixtures before a double. Does that? I mean, do you is that someone that you could move to in that double game week if if required? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sold on Chelsea, man. Yeah. <laughs> <To be laughs> I'm honest, not the, the only player I'm looking at Chelsea is Kepa. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's the only Chelsea player I'm looking at, like, 
I just I look at the Chelsea team. Yep. There's nobody. I don't see anybody that just like Mounts, really. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like if Mounts is like supposed to be like your best attacking asset, I think that says a lot. Yeah, and um, well, that says. the thing about Mount, though, to be honest, is that Mount does have that nice. Um, he does have a nice fixture run in the next four games. They have Bournemouth at home, Forest away, Man City at home, Fulham away, and then Crystal Palace at home. You know, and Mount usually gets a lot of starts. The only issue is what Chelsea side are we going to see? We can't forget that Chelsea was a bit shy before the end of before they left for the World Cup. They found it very hard to score goals. So you understand. So it now yeah. becomes a case of, yo, are we still going to take the plunge with Chelsea even though they found it hard to score goals? I mean, looking at their record, the last time they scored, uh, what, two? Last time they scored more than two or three goals, I think, was against... Uh, well, they did score three against uh, Wolves at home. And I think they beat they beat Aston Villa 2-0, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But this season, they've not been free scoring. So you're not going to bank... On Chelsea to get those points. I mean, Brighton twacked them like, did they beat Brighton or the Brighton? Brighton gave them like four, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I don't yeah. Remember. Yeah, I mean, I remember Brighton gave them four. Don't worry, I remember. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they are not, I feel like it's a wait and see, but I feel like if I, if I wait and see, I'm just going to miss the boat. And I'm not too annoyed about that because it's not like their players are highly owned. Um, no. So I'm not too worried. Other midfielders that obviously we've already spoken about uh Rodrigo, we've spoken about Martinelli. Um, there's um Zaha. Zaha has been very frustrating, and at that price point of 7.5, he's probably way too expensive. He's a good player to have, and he would definitely get points this season. Zaha gets points, that's what he does. But at the price point of 7.5, you know, you are literally you can I would rather have Foden at 8.2 than have Zaha at 7.5. Shit, you get doesn't really it doesn't really even I would rather even get Trossard, you know. And even though Trossard is not even somebody that I want, I'd rather get him, you know. I mean, do you think that Brighton will continue this their fantastic run? No. Yeah, there you go. I mean, McAllister had a good walk up, he's coming back. Tavernier as well started to pick up points, but his price is also at like a 4.9, where it's very, very it's not hard to get him, but like 4.9, you know, you might as well just you know, it's 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 one of those price points that like it's it's not really sweet. Like the team really... Will to come from McAllister next month. <laughs> Maybe yeah, why you start linking it with like Barcelona and all the bigger teams? Yeah, there you go. So um, so yeah, so that's it for midfielders. I'm sure that there's still a couple couple of around flying around that we've not talked about, but these are the ones that you know seem to have done very well at the start of the season and play for like teams that are very very attacking, obviously. Um, and um, where you can pick up points for. And we can move into, like, midfielders now. Um, right now... Sorry, strikers. My bad. Strikers. You know, right now, I am on, like, Haaland, Kane... I said Kane, sorry. Haaland, Mitrovic, and Darwin. Darwin because I feel like Darwin can cover Salah in a way. Not that Darwin will score as many points as Salah, but that if Salah goes off, Darwin is most likely going to profit from it. So what do you think about that? 
Um, well, Darwin is looking like he's he begins to look more and more successful at Liverpool, but I don't know. I don't know about the covering for Salah because because <laughs> 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 I'd rather just have them both. Because, bro, because like I said earlier, Salah can turn up when you when you, when you're not expecting to turn up. Like, for example, one of one of this the this season alone, like against was it against Manchester that he scored two, or was it against Tottenham? Who? I but there was Salah. There, there was a game that Salah scored a brace. Yeah. The, the game ended two 0 It was either against City or the, of Spurs. No, it was against Spurs. Game ended two one. Fifteen points. Salah yeah. And luckily for me, that week, every almost everybody captain Haaland. Yeah. Salah that week. Yeah, and you chopped out of it. And he gave me a huge boost the rank. But then the week after, at home against Southampton. In our door. And that was the week when everybody captained. I think everybody captained. That was the last game before we went off. Right? And I think everybody captained um, Haaland. Haaland, right? And he Haaland. came on and he didn't do anything, to be honest. But Salah too did not do anything. Even though they popped three against Southampton. Nunes was the one that goes. Yeah. Yep. He didn't even get an assist. I know. He didn't even get an assist. So, this is why I said about Salah and KDB, having either Salah and KDB, either Salah or KDB, right? So, if I, if you had Salah, you could go for Foden. If you had KDB and you, you wanted a bigger striker in there, you could go for Darwin if you are a little bit not afraid of, 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 of Salah. That's not what I'm going to say. But I feel like Darwin is more is the different is a good differential at 15 and I think it's like 12%. And I brought him in for the last game week before we broke off for the break. And he scored me 13 points, and I was very happy with that. And apparently he scored in like a recent friendly as well. You know, so um I think I'm gonna not go with Salah just because of the double game weeks coming and also the fact that. You know, KDB is a fantastic player anyway. He's not scoring a lot this season. He has only two goals, but he has like nine assists. And with Haaland, a real West rested Haaland, I believe that he will continue to get those points. So that's that for like um, Darwin. I mean, other strikers in the game, Tony, I don't know what's, what, what is going on with Tony. They keep telling us that the guy has breached, has breached Betty rules. It looks like yeah, just with body paper all over town. Bro. That's the body paper. But we never know. Maybe he has been with it, Sha. Maybe he has been with it. That's what's going on. Because I heard about another new 30 allegations or something yeah, ridiculous. Yep, yep. So, but, so man, yeah, he's been, I'm not even looking at Tony right now because I'm expecting a hefty, a lengthy ban. Hmm. Because I've seen someone get, I don't remember who it was, but it got six months. Wow. For bets, for, for bets. And I think he only he was only caught like maybe three or four times. So wow. someone that has been jazzed like almost 300 times. Uh, <laughs> Is it 300 they said? Maybe they said 200 or something plus 30. Huh? This guy was the best every week. Oh. Like, I can't even fear. If I was the best. <laughs> it's actually quite mad, it's quite mad man. Because. Wow. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy is not going to... He's going to get a very, very long suspension. 
Right. Well, let's see how we'll see how that goes. But in the meantime, until they mention anything, Tony does have ten goals this season. He's one of the most prolific guys this season. You know, I feel like that's probably the reason why he didn't go to the World Cup as well. They're like, I ain't taking no betting due to us. With yes, that. yes, yep. <laughs> you know, so it's very unfortunate because it looked like he was ready to take his opportunity. But and this season was already going so well, so it's very, very unfortunate that this is happening to him. I really like, I like the guy. You know, oh, but, yeah, yeah, you all know, you know me. I don't hide my, yeah, yeah. I was, I'm really fond of him when he was, when he was popping Man City. I was, I was really happy for him. So, um, let's see how that goes. But if they never come back to us and say that, you know, this guy is still all right to play, then he's, you know, Tony's definitely a good option. I'm looking, um, Mitrovic. I think Mitrovic is a must have. I mean, what do you think with a double coming oh, up? Yeah, without a doubt, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I think. Mitrovic was the go-to budget striker for this season. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, Mitrovic was comfortably before he got injured. He was comfortably forty-five percent owned. Hmm. Mm. And his guys like what? Yeah, I took him out for Darwin on the yeah, last yeah, because he was injured. injured. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I mean, looking at Mitrovic, I'm like, yo, I I don't really care. Um what he misses, I feel like he'll get enough shots. And when you watch Mitchell, he he, he passes the the um, what's it called the um eye test because as a striker, Mitrovic gets so many chances. Because once you throw that ball in the box, Mitrovic's head is like it's like a homing big head is just just homing that ball in now. Oh yeah come 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 let me nudge you so I think he's a fantastic option. I can't, I can't, I don't see myself removing him this season unless he's injured. Even if he doesn't score, I feel like he will get, he will keep getting his chances. And only if those chances dry up, will I move away from him. But as, but for now, uh, I'm staying with him until the, until those chances dry up. I mean, other considerable talents as well that you know that striker portion. You have players like um, Firmino, who we already talked about. I mean, what do you think about Kane? Is Kane too expensive for you? I mean, I don't. I can't afford them, you know. With your I mean, lineup, maybe, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe like when I'm ready to, maybe going into the double, I'll find a way to get him in. Mm. But you know, I I just can't afford them. Like if I if I had the money for Kane, I would definitely have Kane. Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, what you, what you just said, and it's actually not that bad. I mean, in the double game week, what week did you say that double is? Um, hang on, let me check again. I think it's 23 or 20. Give me a second. Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. So Spurs have a double in... Game week 20. Game week 20. Yeah, game week 20. I thought they had two doubles. Okay, no, yeah, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, so I mean... <laughs> Looking at like that double, that double though. Yeah, I don't like it that much. But that game week, game week twenty. I mean, after that game, that game week twenty, David has Brighton away, and then game week twenty one, he has Chelsea at home. I think those two games, since I already have that position at such a high price, it would be that hard to move one of my midfielders, downgrade one of my midfielders, and increase Spurs, one of my Spurs guys. Just for that week, just mm-hmm. for that, just for that week. So it's not going to be hard to go there. So game week twenty, we'll definitely consider Kate. For now, I feel like 
at his price, even though he's returning at a very good rate, he has 100 points this season, which I think, if I'm not wrong, is like, is like the second best in the league. Yep, he has the second best points in the league. It's just what Kane does to your squad, is to the rest of your team, is that it brings down the quality of the rest of your team, obviously. Oh. So you have to be like really smart with the players that you are, that you are getting to replace him. Sure, you understand. So um, apart from that, those are the um, strikers. I mean, you also obviously have, um, what's his name? Um, Wilson. You have um, Ings. Now, what do you think about Ings and Unai um, coming into the league now? Ings, care. I'm oh, sorry, Unai, Unai, yeah, new manager bounce now. He looked well, good before the end of the before we broke away. Yeah, he looked good, but you know, I'm still, I'm still waiting to see exactly. You know, I don't think Villa have a settled lineup yet because mm-hmm. you know Unai is coming and he's changed the lineup quite a number of times. So, especially yeah. the especially the front three, like today, Bailey will play tomorrow. He will start today. He will start tomorrow. He will start. I think Watkins has been the only constant in that attack. I think Bailey too has has been a constant though. Especially since he's like one of their only wingers, right? I mean, what else do they have the Capri on the wing? Maybe Firmino, but I heard that Firmino wants out. Me, Coutinho. Oh, I said Firmino, sorry. Coutinho, you're right. You're correct, Coutinho. Like, I feel like Coutinho wants out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's very, very... And If I'm looking, I'm trying to see if they have more mid-wingers. Buendia is somewhat a, a winger, but it's not really that much a winger. It's more of like, I guess, I guess it could be a winger as well. But like, yeah, and Bailey's at four point five. Unai has played what came in and game with his first game was game with fifteen against us against United. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bailey started that game. Then yeah. against Brighton, he didn't start. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. There you go. He didn't start to play like sixteen minutes. Yep. So Unai is a bit of a madman. You know, but Bailey is at four point five million, which is pretty much in contrast to um, what's that guy's name again, uh, Adre Pereira. <laughs> so it's kind of like why you know if you already have Adre Pereira, so you're going to have two guys that are four point five million. Yeah, yeah that is really. Yeah, I'm also yeah. looking at Ings. Yeah, he starts. Against yeah. Brighton, he started. Even so, against Brighton, he scored that two goals and an assist. I think. No, mm-hmm. he had two goals. So that might. Even though, yes, we've had a break now. But yeah. let's see if there was no break here. That probably started the next game after after a two-goal performance. So there you go. I, the Aston Villa, for me, the attack is a, is a wait and see. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, so yeah, those are the main strikers. Obviously, there's always the Shea Adams move. <laughs> Ooh, another, another person. I'm, there, there are two people I'm looking at. Yeah. In Ketia, obviously. Yeah, like you said, he's a wait and see, but I'm still looking at him regardless. Mm-hmm. Right then, I indeed ah, he's back. Oh, Marshall, ah, is that really not bad? He has a lot that for ah, us. Right, and right now, he's 6.7. You know, he's yeah. fit. You know, there, but Marshall is like when he's fit, I think he's done well as a, as a striker. He's, he, I don't think he's a striker that can take us to where we need to be, mm-hmm. but I think. Enough strikers, share with Bruno, him and Bruno, they seem to have a good part, a good understanding. Okay, like most of the goals he scored in like the last two seasons, yes, probably were assisted by Bruno, if I'm correct. So, like, 
you know, I think even before the season started, like he looked good. Unfortunately, he got injured. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I'll, I'll be watching him. To be honest, I'll be watching him as well because yeah. several. If he's a six point seven striker and he's doing well. And it dep- I guess it depends on, on how Bruno and Rashford look. Right now, I have Rashford, but I'm thinking of up to Bruno if Madison doesn't look that good. Mm-hmm. If Madison is not fit or if they're like easing Madison in. But if Madison is coming in from the start, I might do that. One thing about United as well is that I feel like with your defense missing a little bit, that might hinder your attack as well. And I'm um, speaking of defense as well. Uh, I guess we could talk about keepers. Right now, I mean, I started the season with, um, I can't remember where I started with, but I know I ended um, with double Newcastle defence. And I was, one of them was Pope in goal and Trippier, obviously. A lot of people have that Trippier. Everybody has Trippier. At this point, if you don't have Trippier, just do it yourself. Uh, Looking at Newcastle, they are one of the best defensive teams in the league. They have the most clean sheets with Arsenal, with only seven clean sheets. only seven, sorry, with seven clean sheets, they've conceded da, 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 only 11 goals. Same with Arsenal. Both of them have only 11 goals conceded. Shots that they've allowed. Now, this is where Arsenal and Man City completely take the, the mickey. Man City have allowed only 65 in the box. Arsenal have, had, have allowed 77. Newcastle have allowed 101. Almost the same as Liverpool with 103. And Brighton also feature very highly with 100. But even though Brighton don't allow a lot of shots in the box, they've only kept like four clean sheets, you know. And um, total shots, you know, in total, like when you look at all the shots that everyone has allowed, Man City again is the lowest. Arsenal at 115. Brighton, 137. Liverpool, 141. Chelsea, kind of like... Chelsea actually figure not too badly. They, they've kept less shots than, than Newcastle. But the big difference, the difference there, that, not that big, but there's a big there's a difference there is in the box. Chelsea have allowed 113, Newcastle have allowed 101. So when you look at the stats like this, you're like, it doesn't look as if Newcastle are that bad. Sorry, Chelsea are that bad, really. But when you watch them, you notice that people do get a lot of shots against them. It's just that maybe the shots are not from like good angles. I mean, what do you think? No, I agree with you. Yeah, I yeah. agree. With you. What do you think about um, the Chelsea defenders that have been at the World Cup? I mean, Koulibaly has been at the World Cup. Thiago Silva has been at the World Cup. And now that, um, what's it called? That James is fit. Unfortunately, Fofana went off injured in their last friendly or, or game. I, I can't remember which one it was. But the season. Can you imagine? That is just terrible. That is terrible news. But now with James back, Thiago Silva he might suffer from that Brazil exit a little bit. You know, I mean, he's quite, he's, he's an old guy. I want to see how professional he will be and come back. Let's see how strong he will be. Koulibaly left a little bit early, so he's back. And with James back, maybe they look a little bit more secure. What's his name? Kepa. Do you have, you have Kepa in your team, correct? Not yet. I'm looking at, he's, like I said, he's the only Chelsea player I'm looking at. And the only reason I'm looking at Kepa is because of his price. Okay, there you go. There you go. Like, I mean, like I said, I don't see any value in the Chelsea team. There's mm-hmm. no value. Like, I'm like the okay, the cheapest defender is Chaloba. Yeah. And he doesn't even start every game. Mm-hmm. Then you okay, maybe Tiago Silva is probably the most nailed on starter, but then 
you would say I would, like Chelsea aren't keeping clean sheets. Like they look bad. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not that. Yeah, yeah, I do understand. I like five, five point three, five point six, five point five million for niggas that can't even keep clean sheets. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, right yeah, now when I'm paying five and above, yeah. At least I, I look when the way I look at defenders is if you cost five million and above, you must be you must be able to at least have if if not clean sheet potential for a big team, you must have an additional attacking threat. There like right now, that Chelsea team, I just don't see like they, they're not showing anything. Only Reese James is showing like he's looking attacking. Even yeah, Kukurella no. that we thought that was supposed to be. I'm telling you, I thought that you know. Yeah, I thought Kukurella. Yeah, I was throwing scraps. <laughs> I thought Kukurella was going to call me like show us Pepe. Oh, but the guy has just be chilled. But um, another team again that, well, I, I, to be honest, I didn't like this guy, but I I had him on my, I've had him on my bench all season long and he has just been getting points. What's his name? Um, Ward. Danny Ward, he started off the season shite. Like, Manchester defense was shite. They were collecting all over the place. I was giving myself taps on the back that, yep, you called this one. But then he seemed to turn it around in the last six, seven games. In that period of time, he has kept the most clean sheets with five clean sheets mm-hmm. in that same period of time. And he's looking good at 4.0. He allows you to, uh, to, to, to spend some more money elsewhere. You know, it looks like Leicester are also more settled. You get me? Like, they are not they are not as bad as they were at the beginning of the season. Even though, to be fair, it's not like they are they are not still conceding shots. And since since the in, since game week 10, they've had um they've considered 98 shots, which is the one, two, three, four, the fifth worst in the league. In the box, they've considered they've considered uh, 62 shots, which actually is actually mid-table for the league. And then when you look at their XG considered, that like tells you like how many they should have considered in relation to what they considered. Their XG considered is actually very good. Their XG considered is 6.52. And I believe they considered blah, 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 three goals. So it's it, it's showing that they might be allowing a lot more shots, but maybe they are shots, the shots they're allowing are for more are from harder angles to score from basically, right? Because their XG considered is 6.52. Man City's XG considered since game week 10 is 7.42. So they're actually doing better than Man City, who, in those in that in this period I'm talking about, they haven't actually kept, they only kept two clean sheets. So, I mean, some people have talked about moving off Cancelo. Is that something you're thinking about? Mm. I'll give it a slight thought, but no. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought about it as well. I mean, if I did that, maybe I'll go into City's attack a little bit more. But that's if maybe Foden was priced a little bit cheaper, like seven, you know. But at that price, I probably, uh, I probably would, would, would get off uh, Foden. Let me but ask yeah. you. Let yeah. me ask you this. Now that we talk about Foden and Manchester and Cancelo, what's your thought on Marius? On Marius. <sighs> Marius. Every time we always, Marius is so is that guy that we always look at and say we want to nab his points, but it's <laughs> you always want to nab those Marius points. But I think the thing about Marius is what I would say about Marius is it depends on on 
on how you are playing the game. If you are playing the game for shits and giggles, I just try to have as much fun as possible. Which yes, we are trying to do. But at the same time, we all we all chase rack. We all want to chase rack, right? If you are do if you are doing that, if you are chasing rack, Myers is very very hard to 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 justify. Except if you are going for like a two three game period where you know Myers is bound to start, which again with Pep is never confirmed. Do you understand? So even though Barres has not gone to the World Cup and he has been chilled, it's very possible that he doesn't even get that much game time. Do you understand? But it's always a good option if you can sneak him in. If you can sneak him in and hope for the best, then yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those options that if you were like leading your 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 uh, your mini league and you were very high in the league and you're like, you know what, I need to do something different to even catch up more. The Myers is a good option, but I I don't go there anymore. So since he started missing pens as well, so yeah, that that's like that's playing Pep Roulette on a different level, you know. Is that yeah? But <laughs> that's Pep Roulette on a different level of of Pep Roulette. So, yeah. So yeah. So that I I I wouldn't go there, but I do understand if you want to go there. It's a nice it's a nice way to play. I wouldn't be surprised if Myers gets the doubles. That's the funny yeah. thing. I I just I won't be surprised. Well, Pep is such a dick like that. Yep, that's the reason why, and that is why Foden is not attractive to me anymore. That's actually the only reason why Foden is not that attractive to me anymore, because he seemed to be nailed on, right? And then just before we went off for the walk up, he started getting benched, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, it's just now. I, I just if the, if a double is coming up, I want to make sure I have the one person that is going to start, and I feel like KDB and and um, Haaland are both going to start. So that's the yeah, so yeah. So for for defense, you know, teams that you could you should definitely focus on: Arsenal, Man City, Newcastle. You know, West Ham is not doing that badly defensively as well. They are not so bad defensively. It's just that they are not, you know they are not good at anything else. To be honest. Um, and you know, it looks like a lot of their defensive players keep getting injured. Chihuahua that used to get like attacking points is not getting those attacking points. Same with Kofo I remember when was it this? Oh, sorry, I said Chihuahua Cresswell. Yeah, I remember was it last season where Cresswell and Chihuahua were banging in points up and down? Was it that last season or the season before where you where almost everybody had a Newcastle a West Ham double up? Or you had at least one of 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 um, Cresswell and Kufal. Right now, I don't think Kufal is even get starting all the games for them. So it's very hard to you know it's very hard to pinpoint what's going on there. So I, I wouldn't go there. I mean, Everton are like an easy team to go to if you want Patterson at I think it's three point nine right now, right? And Pickford, I guess, but they Patterson still consider a lot of shots. What? Four point Yeah, and if you want to go from What's his name? That Nottingham Forest guy that everybody jumped on at the beginning of the season. They could exactly if you want to jump on him. So for defense, I feel like your keeper. I have gone for Danny Ward and I have gone for Kepa. If Kepa is not fit, no problem. I'm just gonna play with Danny Ward to the end of the season. And um hopefully Danny Ward doesn't get injured. Or Kepa will just come in if Danny Ward is ever injured. Um for defense, I have gone. So I guess um we haven't really talked about the defenders that like. Well, we talked about the teams. Now we can talk a little bit about the defenders that are up there that are really good, um, that have done so well so far at the start of the season. At the start of this season, the defenders that have done really well, 
um, so far. Um, highest points, obviously, are um, Trippier, Saliba, Gabriel, Cancelo, Shah, White, and Castanho. That's like the first seven, right? So Leicester, Castanho is, not, is a good option at 4.7. is nice and cheap, right? Um, obviously, you have the Arsenal boys, second and third, Gabriel and Saliba. I feel like Arsenal might lean into their defense a little bit. So I wouldn't say they are essential, but it would be good to have one because they are nice and cheap. Yeah, you know, I, it's not like I have I have whites. <laughs> so their lives are cheap, right? Uh, obviously, Shah as well for uh, Newcastle, or you could go to Botman, who is like four point four. So he's cheaper. So this is the case of like if you want to have the double, a sneaky double off from time to time, you know, Botman can be your like fourth defender that comes in the case somebody else is injured. You get you have like uh, Castagne, like I said. He's also a very, very good option. There uh, for uh, Spurs, he seems to be getting a lot more goals this season. And Spurs are a good set piece side, right? I think that's, I think that's the case for them this season. Correct? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, I feel like if you, uh, sorry, if you, if you uh, put all the goals that they scored indirect free kicks, so indirect free kicks, free kicks. Uh, I'm trying to see the total about scored. I can't. I can't actually make out who has scored the most goals from free kicks right now, from colors or set pieces. And I think Spurs are kind of like uh, they are. They are right up there with like with like a lot of teams. So uh, if you are looking for a good team, uh, sorry, if you are looking for a defender that scores headers or gets into the box and gets some goals, I think there is actually one to look out for. Uh, let me. You know what? Let me just actually check it, just to be sure. So I'm not. I'm not yeah, just. I'm yeah. not just starting. Oh, the one that plays for Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so looking at goals for defenders. Uh, let me just check it real quick because I don't want to just be talking that he has goals and I'm not. Okay, so looking at goals for defenders, he has two. Same about as Gabriel Saliba, Cancelo, and Perod for um. Uh, Southampton. That name, I've been hearing it a lot lately. That's a, that's a very interesting pick. He's actually on my watch list. Yeah, yeah. Southampton have been so shy, though. And left back. But the thing about, yeah, that's the thing. Is it someone like him? I can yeah. get him because he's cheap and yeah. he has that attacking threats. Fair enough. And they have a new manager, right? Right. That's true. They fired. You have a new manager. That's true. They... So you might have. So you might have a little new manager boss. But for me, it's the wait and see. You know. Yeah, um, of course, it's the wait and see. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, and so with Spurs having a double, I guess there is one that you can obviously look at and see if you can get points from. Other, you know, notable guys. You know, the Man City guy. Sorry, the United defenders. Though I wouldn't go to United until everyone is back. I, I, Martin, Martinez, even the Bevan, it's crazy. The lineup Carlos. just came back, just came out. Oh, yeah, the lineup came out. So you have Dubravka and Go, Wambisaka, Lindelof, McTominay, Malasia, mm. Casemiro, Erickson, Rashford, Fernandez, Garnacho, Marshall. Strong lineup. Mm. There you go. Wait, what are you guys playing? Kalinkov? Yeah, we play Burnley. Why are we not playing? Oh, we're playing. Car- Wait, oh no, we lost already. Sorry, I was wondering why we're not playing. We lost already. I was wondering ah, why we're not playing. But yeah, so 
I mean, the other the only other team I want to reach out to, like defensive wise, even though they've not been getting the numbers which normally we would expect from them, is um, um, Liverpool. This season, defensively, they've been very they've been very poor. This is this season, they've not been doing what you know. They've not given us those defensive, correct defensive stats that they used to to give us back then. You know, so looking at Liverpool, just that sub defensive stats over here over the last. 15 games, total shots considered. I think uh, it might not be that bad. Yeah, they are 141 in the box, 103. But it just seems like they concede so many. Like their XG for conceded is like 21.82, right? Compared to, uh, what's it called? Compared to Arsenal, Arsenal is at 10.37 and Bastard is at 13.47. So, I mean, even Chelsea are very better at 18.47. I mean, their defenders are so expensive. It's very hard to go there. But Robertson at 6.8, it's not that bad if you want to have a differential. I mean, what do you think? No, it's not bad at all. I mean, we all know what Robertson is capable of. Even Trent, we yeah. know what they're capable of. I mean, right now, obviously, they're not, you know, Liverpool's defence has made them unattractive because they you know, you can get better value. Mm-hmm. Liverpool start picking up clean sheets. Because that's what makes made Robertson and Trent so attractive was that Liverpool were keeping a lot of clean sheets and they had ridiculous attacking threats. Because mm-hmm. both of them are on set pieces and they get a lot of assists. Yeah. So, you know, if Liverpool can shore up their defence, I think sooner rather than later, you have people running back to the Liverpool and the Trents. I said Liverpool. To the Robertsons and the Trents. Yeah, and he did he did provide, I think, was a goal or an assist in his last game before he left? Before the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yes, he provided two assists in his last game against Southampton before the World Cup. And he scored nine points. So, Robertson is definitely one to, to look at as well. Um, Perisic is always hanging around there, but I've never been fond of Perisic's um, injury record, so I, I, I really I stay away from that one. I also so, don't like his price. Yeah, yeah. So um, just so we can round up, I'm just gonna say out my team that I have right now. Um, right now I have Kepa, Ward, Saliba. I didn't remove him. I've had him this whole time. James, Patterson, Cancelo, Trippier, Madison. KDB, sorry, James, Saliba, Patterson, Cancelo, Trippier in defense, Madison, KDB, Rashford, Andrea, and Andreas, and Almiron in midfield. And up front, I have Mitrovic, Darwin, and Haaland. What about you? Uh, so for now, I have Kepa and Ward in goal. Yeah. I have Trippier, Shaw, Cancelo, Whites, and Patterson in defense. Mm-hmm. Then I have um, Almiron, Salah, Foden, Rashford, and Andreas in midfield. Then Mitrovic, Haaland, and Darwin up, up front. Yeah. So, most likely, the Foden is going to change. Yeah. For me as but well. Everything else is probably going to... My team is going to pretty much look like this come, come Saturday morning. Okay. Well, right now, the only two... I see three changes in my team that I might make. Um, maybe Bruno, depending on the so depending on the fitness of James. Because I have a lot of money in James. I have 5.8 in James right now. 
um, depending on on the on his fitness and what I and how I'm feeling before the beginning of the season, the trio of James Madison and Rashford could still change, right? Because I'm thinking for Manchester United, I could go bigger and get and get Bruno. Uh, yeah, and get Bruno. Penalty duty. I agree with you. Yeah. But like I said, it all depends on Madison. Because if Madison is fit, I think I'll rather I'll still rather have Madison. And hopefully Rashford will just get some of those Bruno assists. Maybe, you know. But um that's where I am for now. And you know, apart from those three, I don't see any other major major changes barring any injury scares at all. You know, one of the reasons why I actually wanted James was because I'm not sure when Saliba is actually going to play. So I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll just keep Saliba for now. And then bring and um sorry and have James start that first game. But depending on what is going on with James, if I have to take off James, it's probably going to be for Botman so that I can use some of that money for something else. So yeah, that's pretty much my team. And I guess that's pretty much your team. And that's our first podcast for the um reseasoning. I think I heard that somewhere. I can't remember where I heard it. You know, the beginning of re- the beginning of the season, you know, it started again. So somebody called it the reseasoning. I have to figure out where, 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 where I heard that from. But anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's our team for this week. Hope you guys have better luck with your teams. Well, I would say better luck, but like, you know, I hope it, it goes well with your teams. And um, good luck with the restart. Hopefully, we're able to climb racks. What's your rack right now? Uh, well, before I was, I was going to ask you what your differential is for the week. Oh, my differential. Bruno Fernandez. Damn. That's actually who my differential is for the week as well. Yeah, Bruno is like, what, 2.5% old? Yeah. Shit, give me some of that. Give me some of that all day against the... Who is it? Against Dutch that for us? Yeah. Give me all of that. I will take all of that. I will take all of that, definitely. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you remember... I doubt you can remember what differential was before we left. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, definitely. So um, right now, rank is at 3.5. Um, it's going to be a slog, but I'm going to still try and info that whole jerky, to be honest. It's going to be, I, I have to do some serious FBL play in the next few, <laughs> the next few months. But let's see what can happen. Hopefully, I can catch a, a couple of people that, that won't pay attention during Christmas. And I can just use that to just, to just chuck it a few... A few game week rises. You know, what about you? Where are you at? I am at, where is my rank? Let me check my rankings. I'm at 1.3 million. Wow, I'm doing better than I thought. Yeah, there you go. 1.3. Yeah, yeah I know Actually, that. I thought I was in the 1.8 or 1.9. <laughs> Yeah, not that bad. You'll get all that. So, uh, oh, we didn't even mention the fact that I'd be, he's enjoying Death in December. That's why he's not here with us. But we'll catch him on the next one. Yeah. We'll catch him on the next one. All right. No worries, man. Thanks for coming out, Shalad. Thank you all for listening. And everyone have a good night. Or good evening, right. or whatever it is, whenever you listen to this podcast. All right, man. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right.